You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. All right, we give you a BRE 510 update. Finally getting paint on that bad boy, yellow paint. Also, uh, yeah. a lot of McLaren talk. We'll sort out a lot of the McLarens. We'll sort out uh, the Broncos. Broncos Sport, yeah. And uh, take a dive into that if you're interested. Probably not interested in a Bronco and a McLaren, maybe one or the other. (laughs) First, I'll tell you about chemical guys. If you want your car to look great, you have passion for the shine, man, you need to check out chemical guys. Soaps, waxes, polishes, detailing sprays, ceramics, uh, clay bars, tire cleaners, etc., And for the holidays, they've got something for every car fan on your list, whether you're just starting or you want to start detailing like a pro. Search gifts on their website to see the holiday gift guide. Uh, We use their products here. These guys are passionate car guys. This isn't some company that's just trying to sell product. They want to make you a customer for life, and they want you to use their products properly. So they'll teach you how to use them. And uh, make you feel like you're part of the family. Visit one of their detailed garage locations around the country. Take classes. And you can talk to uh, on-site experts as well. Chemical Guys will help you find your passion and make it shine. Visit chemicalguys.com slash carcast. Use the code carcast. Get 20% off your first order. Well, that's good savings. Chemicalguys.com slash carcast. Welcome to the MIP. Yeah. You knew this was coming. Guess who? We start this thing off. Join me every week for the Michael Irvin Podcast. We'll give you the full MIP experience. I'm talking everything from football to fashion. I will be chopping it up with playmakers, headline makers, and I am throwing haymakers. I'm the MVP of the MIP. Don't miss it. Download new episodes of the MIP, the Michael Irvin Podcast, every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice. <laughs> Welcome to uh, CarCast, Matt Pearl. That's uh, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, man. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Got a lot of stuff to get into today. Um, I guess you want to hit your quick Dodge first, and then we'll get into sure. it. Sure. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but did you know that J.D. Power just ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal from mass market brands. So there's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. And my least favorite exchange uh, earlier today with a human being, (laughs) which is um, I have this uh, reoccurring theme with people. So uh, young Kevin, who's a nice kid, works at the other shop. He sends me texts, you know, he'll go yeah. like, hey, can I pick up my checks this afternoon? Or, hey, I'm going to be out on Friday. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's a texter because okay. he's a young guy, Yeah, you know. So I was uh, swimming in the ocean this morning. I, I slept in Malibu and then I went down uh, to the ocean and I swam in the ocean. Uh, but I had a plan. I had a plan. I uh, wanted Kevin uh, tomorrow 
to uh, pick up some stuff, take it out to Malibu, take some stuff out of there, trying to get to Malibu, all situated. And uh, when I walked up the hill after going in the ocean, uh, Kevin was there loading up a pickup truck. And I hmm. said, uh, what are you doing? And he said, I'm picking up the scaffolding. And I said, well, I have stuff I wanted you to bring here and uh, maybe some other stuff I want you to take back. And he's like, oh. And I said, well, why didn't you text me and say, I'm coming out to Malibu? And he goes, I didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> now, Max Zapata, that must have been you at 19 and a half. I'm saying I've <laughs> weeded that out. Of, I have weeded that out of Max Zapata successfully. You, you are now, you are now cleared. <laughs> I've burned my sage, I've swung my rosary beads, and I have burned that shit out of you. But the force is still strong in many of the younger, many of the kinfolk. So he goes, I didn't know you were going to be here. Well, first off, that has nothing to do with me saying, I got a bunch of shit I want you to bring here. Yeah, You, You could have brought the shit here and put it in the garage, you didn't, or in the condo, you don't, you don't need me, but... You also have a phone, and you text me all the time. So they always do it. There we go. I didn't know you were going to be here. And guess who never answers this way? Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. No. Here's how I answer. Well, why didn't you ask? <laughs> well, you yeah. have a phone. Send me a text. Are you going to be there? Yeah. Not. By the way, not that being there has any would factor in at all. It wouldn't have made a difference. That's the other part. Is, is <laughs> the the answer it's, it's doesn't a, make sense to the. It's a flawed <laughs> excuse because on the premise of it is flawed. Who cares if I'm there or not? You can still go drop shit off or grab stuff from the warehouse and right. bring it over. You don't need me there. Number one, when in fact you do make your second trip tomorrow, I will not be there. Mm-hmm. But that shall be fine. <laughs> and the second flaw of it is is you have a phone. You may you may send me one of your many texts. Yes, which right. he's already doing. All right. And the thing that's crazy is I say to people all the time, just ask. Just ask. Send me a text. Ask me if I need something or what I want or what you need or what you're doing. Just just tell me what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What is that? I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's, it's fixed with Chris, right? That's good. Chris... It was a long, arduous process. <laughs> I but, don't know. This is, a, this is a compliment, right? Yes. Yeah, no, this is a compliment. It's a compliment, but he does not. He does not do that anymore. And that is. Ooh, a good, you got to pass that on to Kevin. That's a good. Yeah. That's, get whatever triggered you, whatever got you. I don't know. I I don't know what it is. It's it's sort of a newish thing in our society, and it never makes sense. But I think. The new world order is you have said something. I must say something back. Mm-hmm. So if you just say something and I go, oh, sorry, my bad, then I've just absorbed it. We're playing ping pong here. We're playing retarded ping pong. I have to now hit the ball over the net to you one more time and then I'll shut up. Yeah. That's how that's how it works. It, 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 yeah, that's how they want it to work. <laughs> well, it never works. All you'd get, get is a slightly more exacerbated version of me. Right, yeah. Kevin doesn't understand that you're always going to have a follow-up question. <laughs> you're always going to have a follow-up question, right? <laughs> um, I will have no follow-up questions if you say, 
I I went bass fishing uh, this morning and my phone fell into the ocean. <laughs> right. Okay. But if you tell me I didn't know you're going to be here, that that shall yeah, that shall then follow-up. summon follow up question. Summon follow up. All right. On to uh, the car world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean is finally putting the yellow on the BRE yellow and white five ten. Yes. I saw him mixing that up the other day. I, I don't know. Is it a Chevy yellow? I can't remember the yellow. I, I don't remember. But or maybe it's a Chevy white and a, and a Nissan yellow. I can't recall. Uh, I was just over there this morning. I saw the engine compartment done. You know, he got that Is part it yellow? Of it. Yes, it's yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, not the shade of yellow I thought it would be. It's oh, really? correct. Mm-hmm. But it's just, um, I don't know, like... He had it rolled in to to the building, and I was like, Does, "It seems a little dark, don't you think?" It's like, is it? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I just thought it was brighter. In the and, pictures, it looked more pale. Yeah, and it looks darker than that, you know. Um, and uh, he was he was saying, you know, it's just you know when you paint the engine compartment, it's all kind of in mm-hmm. board, and we rolled it inside. He goes, when you put it out, it's it's much brighter. So when the sun mm-hmm. hits it, it's brighter. And that's <coughs> um, – I guess that's how this is going to work, how this yellow is going to work. And then mm-hmm. – you because know, I I, uh, I saw Jose there too and I was like, hey, you guys shot some of the yellow. What do you think? He was like, eh. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, it's got some history behind it. And when you see the yellow with the white and the stripes and, uh, and you know, of course uh, – he was like, yeah, but the blue and white cars look so good, the red, white, and blue, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah, it's just when you put this one next to them and you see them together, it's going to make sense. But or I agree with you, like standing on it, it now. standing on its own, like standing alone, the yellow is is not going to be your favorite. Of course, never really my favorite yellow, but uh, but it is a it is a cool car that's going to look cool with the other cars. I'm looking and, at a picture of it. Room. We'll we'll put it up at uh, carcastshow.com, Max Apana. Yeah, but yeah. even in that picture, doesn't that seem like a little dark? That's kind of what I saw in person. It looks uh, a little darker than that. I, I don't know. It's got a little in inside. It's it's inside. Yeah, that's it's got, the thing. It's yeah. got a little school bus yellow, which has a little bit of an orange. Mm-hmm. has a little bit of an orange yellow to it, which I like. Um, I know you and I hate the color yellow on a car, but... There's a fair amount of white on this car. Yeah, there is. And there's also some yellow, sorry, also some black lettering and some red lettering. Mm-hmm. I think the red will look good off the off the yellow. So will the black. Black and yellow are kind of a cool cool combo. I am going to push back a little and say that I like the novelty of a BRE car that's yellow half yellow i it's so non-associated with bre mm-hmm. everything bre there's the john morton red and blue car there's my car which is blue and red there was a privateer car or a sorry guest car which is blue and white it's just a very yellow is a bizarre it, it stands out it sticks out yeah and i think uh like you said parked amongst the other BRE cars, you know, the 510s, sorry, the Roadsters I have are either blue and white or red 
and white, or, you know, blue, white, red. There's one that's a blue car, one that's a red car. I think the hood is blue on my right. car. My, my other car, the hood is red. Like, uh, same with the, uh, with the 510 is red, white, and blue. This thing will look crazy parked in the middle of those cars. It will. And it's, it's interesting that you kind of brought up this point before is, is you can go to events and often see a replica BRE car, something that has that paint scheme, but you'll never see a yellow one. Right. <laughs> right. Because the blues and the reds and the whites, they all look so good. And, and that, you know, obviously translates it's a, a cool kind of paint scheme or livery on a lot of the cars. No one's reproducing or replicating the yellow BRE car. No. No. So you bring no that car out that. there and it's, you know, yeah, I don't think It'll people have a story. I don't think people know about that car really, and I think it's the last beery car they made according to Brock, so I think. Uh all right, let's talk McLaren and you cuz you were driving McLarens all week. Yeah, so I did a McLaren week. Uh we talked a little bit last week on the 765 LT because that was the first one I was driving. And as much as I love the 720S, the 765 that we talked about, a little bit more horsepower, uh, a, a less weight, less sound deadening, more aggressive racing seat. And then from there, I jumped into a Senna and uh, just for a day. And the Senna, interesting, is I don't think the Senna is all that much faster 0 to 60 than the 765 LT, right? The Senna mm-hmm. is already crazy fast. Mm-hmm. And the 765, it's rear-wheel drive. It's got a lot of horsepower. It's not all-wheel drive. There's some limitations on and mm-hmm. But the lighter weight and you know more aggressive suspension, all of those things came into play. And as I was taking that car, I just wanted to get seat time in it, all through the canyons, Topanga, Malibu, uh, you do start to see the difference between Senna and the 765. 765 is amazing, but the Senna at this point is is a racing car. It's all raw carbon fiber. You hear every little pebble on the road just banging all over the place. Uh, the engine seems to be significantly louder or just less between you and the engine. Less sound deadening stuff. Just all of it. And it's just uh, just a, an incredible beast of a machine. What are those... Sorry, uh, are, what are they stickering for? Are they are they so not this, really going over sticker? Yeah, so Senna's are a million bucks, and and I believe this year or they're releasing as a 2021 a Senna GTR. It'll be 1.4 million. <laughs> I love that. Eventually, we must need an R. Like right, you can't you can't you can't snapper can't put out a lawnmower without eventually unrolling the. Snapper R. There <laughs> right. has to be the R. Well, I, I, if you look at from from McLaren's perspective, a company that took a hit financially from this pandemic, we talked about them leveraging their facility and, uh-huh. and right. you know, if they're saying, "Well, we have Senna, we can make Senna. We already done all the R and D. Well, what if we just turn up the wick, make I don't know ten of them or whatever, and ask one point four million a piece? What does that do to our cash flow? <laughs> right. So, and it provides some exclusivity and all the other things that we love about those cars mm-hmm. and getting the limited edition versions. So, yeah, there's going to be a Senna GTR. This Senna was absolutely nuts. Uh, fantastic to drive. I actually found getting in and out of the Senna a little bit easier than getting in and out of the 765 LT. Hmm. I think it's because. 
the 765 is based on the 720, and the 720 has a more comfortable seat and its power, and it moves, and you can get in and out of it easier. But when you take that and you drop in just the carbon fiber shell that mm-hmm. doesn't really move, mm-hmm. you know, it slides forward and back, but that's about it. It wasn't designed from that from the beginning. So I was very close to the steering wheel and not a lot of room for me to get out in between the steering wheel and the seat unless I move the seat. But the Senna being designed that way from scratch kind of felt like to me maybe a little bit different rocker panel or sill panel over there. The sill panel was a little bit easier to get over. So it was a little bit easier to get in and out of. But either way, you're you're driving a crazy horsepower you know, McLaren, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like if, mm-hmm. if the only gripe is, oh, it's a little tough to get in and out of, you know, it's a, you can move the seat back and just slide it forward back and forth. But none of it, of course, is automated. It's not like getting into your your Infinity. you know, you, you sit in it, it moves the seat up and the steering wheel down, and then when you turn the truck off, it backs it all out. You can get in and out easily. Right. It doesn't have any of those kind of features. The Senna is loud. I realized not just the road noise, but the engine actually makes a lot of sound, which is kind of one of the things that I thought was a flaw in some of the street-going, the more street-going McLarens. Was there wasn't a lot of sound. It's just mm-hmm. that engine in the back with the turbos right on it, that kind of muffle sound, mm-hmm. uh, and then catalytic converters that you got to have. There's just not a lot there. The Senna in its sport mode or track mode was making some crazy sounds. So. Uh, I've I don't have the clip. We recorded a clip. I haven't even listened to it yet of doing like some drive bys and and kind of getting on it. It sounded incredibly loud inside the car. Obviously, McLaren's not pumping in engine noise because right. they don't need that. To. They don't need to. That's gimmicky. Mm-hmm. You know they. Uh, but it's it's an animal. Where. Um what is Mercedes up to? Are they thinking about something in the supercar world? I, you know, I don't hear. It doesn't mean it's not happening, but I don't hear much about Mercedes and electric. Yeah, so Mercedes does have electric vehicles, but I don't think the electrification is going into their high-powered cars yet. Like, you know, they had the modern-day going right, the SLS, right. And then after that, they have now the uh, the AMG GT. It's their two-door front-engine sports car. And they've got all kinds of crazy versions of that, from the base GT to the GTC. They have a convertible. They have, a, a, a you know, the black series. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so now, actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because – the biggest, baddest version of the AMGT, I think, just set a Nurburgring record for like a production streetcar. Oh, really? I, you know, th- these records last 90 minutes for some reason. They just right. seem like somebody else is out there. But the AMG GT, with all the crazy wings and canards and all that stuff, uh, just, set, uh, just set a record on it. So Mercedes is doing something, but th- they don't have um, like a crazy modern day, like, like Senna supercar. There was a concept car at the auto shows a couple of years ago. I don't know what's happening with that. That might have some electrification. But what is interesting is the AMG GT is, you know, whatever version of it that competes with like Porsche 911 Turbo and Turbo S. You're talking mm-hmm. $200,000, really fast, zero to 60, incredible lap times. 
Uh, McLaren's getting into that as well, which was the third car I drove, the McLaren GT. This is their, you know, hatchback. It has a little, you know, it has the front trunk. It has the front. It has a hatchback. It's still rear engine, but you can't see any of it. Is it mid-engine? Yeah. Right. It's, and, and it's, uh, you know, but now it's like all the nice leather interior and the nice sound system. What's and, the sticker on that? Uh, it starts at about 212. Mm-hmm. So what was interesting was driving the 765 and then driving the Senna and then the GT last, you're thinking, oh, I want small, medium, and large. But it was kind of nice to go from Senna as fast as just an animal and then getting into a car that has like the nice leather and the nice sound mm-hmm. deadening mm-hmm. and then realize, oh, this is still a McLaren. McLaren does a really nice street car. I don't think – if you're – Shopping for 911 Turbo S, I don't know you're going to make the jump to the McLaren GT. You probably cross-shop them, but if you've already had one, just because there's been so much time put in the 911. Yeah, it's not not a price point, but you're talking about development. Right. It's just so much development, so much refinement, so many reversion, uh, revisions of that thing that they've been able to dial it in. It's it's a little bit faster. It's priced a little bit better because they have more volume of that car. I would argue – somebody can check the stats. I would argue that Porsche sells more 911 Turbo S than they do 911 Turbo because I think when you're getting into that price point, uh, the Turbo S, it probably even outsells the the Turbo. I can't say for sure, but that would be my guess that the bigger version – Is the S – Center locks and all-wheel drive? They're both all-wheel drive. Um, it And I don't know about the brand-new Turbo S, but, yeah, it had the center locks, which was cool. It had a little bit more power uh, and uh, and a few more standard features that if you added those features to the Turbo, you'd end up with Turbo S anyway, so people were getting that. Right. And that's where all the money is in the added features. I will say this about the McLaren GT. It was Still fast, 0 to 60 in 3.1 seconds. It sounded good. It was very comfortable. The front axle lift, all the cars have front axle lifts. You get it at speed bumps and garages and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It worked well. Right, right. Um, you saw yeah, it but out. Let me just say this. When you are selling that fucking car yeah. and you go out to the to the dock to film it, yeah, like by the dock with the graffitied wall in the background <laughs> right. and the container ship and all that. And you want that cool picture and you do the fucking lift, front axle lift so you can get up onto the steep driveway yeah. into the parking lot at the dock. Fucking lower, lower it before, before you, you take, take your pictures. stupid pictures, yes. you idiots. Yes. And all that daylight under the front. It's like, don't photograph it that way. Yes, that's exactly. Uh, that's the first thing I think about is lower Ugh. the nose. Always lower the nose. And you'll end up taking like four or five pictures going, ah, oh, God damn it, I got to do it all over again. And you got to lower the nose. You saw it in the red. It has that beautiful metallic dark red, uh, the GT. Yes. Yeah, um, it looked great. Yeah. It, I think McLaren did a great job with their first outing of this type of car. You mm-hmm. give this thing a few, uh, you know, you you give it some time. You let them work out some of the things, and I think it'll compete very quickly with AMG GT with nine eleven turbos and uh, and you the the valet Parker won't mistake it for your for your for your base Carrera, right? right. You know, uh, it definitely catches attention. I went to the beach area and photographed it. 
certainly if we showed up with the 911 Turbo S, people would be showing up and seeing you taking pictures and love the car. But you'll get eight or nine or ten people. This got 30 or 40 people surrounding the car. Oh, yeah. No, that's – it. I think the reason, you know, people buy cars for different reasons, some purely pragmatic. But let's face it. Once you get over a 100 grand, you're kind of getting from the pragmatic group because nobody really needs, you know – 600 horsepower on the street and, you know, no one's ever really going to use the car, the stupid downforce wing and stuff (laughs) like that. You know, it's like, it's basically like when you get the uh, Rolex watch and you go, this thing's good for 400 meters. Like, where are you going? Yeah, you could drop it and fish it out. You never see it again. (laughs) But you're not going down under two meters. Like, so, but... But once you get over that, now you're kind of looking for a story, a little exclusivity, not to be the, you know, you don't want to be the guy at Cars and Coffee where there's, you're pulling up and you're the fifth guy in that same car, Yeah, you know, to pull up. So uh, for that reason, uh, the McLaren's more of a conversation. It's, it's funny because uh, obviously when Shift and Steer with Brad Fanshawe his friend bought the Lamborghini Aventador SV, the like the two-wheel drive, lighter weight version of the Aventador, mm-hmm. and it's white. It has a big SV on the side. Big right? one. Yeah, big SV on mm-hmm. the side. And when the guy went in to buy it, he goes, I want the only one like this. Can you guarantee? And he's like, this is the only one. It's the only white one with the big red SV on the side. End of story. <laughs> right. <laughs> he got it. Not 48 hours later, he goes to like a Cars and Coffee. Dude rolls up, white SV, Big red letters on the side. And then he goes back to the dealer guy. He goes, you told me it was the only one. He goes, your letters are painted on. His are a sticker. Ah, well, that's- <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but it's the same. It looks it the looks same. It looks the same. So, and so, of course, Brad's friend paid like $15,000 extra to get the painted version. And the guy paid mm-hmm. like $900 for the sticker. Right. <laughs> but it looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the same town. Oh, well. The same Starbucks. Yeah. It's an Orange County thing, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, it's an Orange County thing. All right. Let me hit uh, Geico here. Do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other. You want to uh, save a bunch of money? How about you bundle those policies at Geico? That's geico.com. Makes it easy to bundle your homeowners and renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home just go to geico.com get a quote see just how much you could be saving geico makes it easy visit geico today that is uh, geico.com all right let's take a quick break we'll come back with the second half of the show right after this support for this podcast comes from pluto tv ready to get away from it all free yourself with pluto tv stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free yeah free no contracts No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android or iPhone and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Back with CarCast. Adam over there, moderator over there. Um, so we've been talking modern cars. We've been talking uh little 510 stuff, which I'm, I'm really, I love visual progress and, mm-hmm. um, 
I've always been that way. Even when I worked for other people, which, which I did for a long time, even if I didn't even like, even if it wasn't my job or I didn't know the customers personally or whatever, I was always like, I want to get this garage roof skin before we leave today. Like, I want to be able to, when I'm walking out to my truck, I want to see the shape of the roof, not just the rafters. Right, I want to yeah. sheath it with plywood. I want to get it done. And I, I I wanted visual progress. Like, that's, I wanted to see something. It, it's kind of weird to me that people that, the people who don't, this kind of can look at the same thing or don't really care or, mm-hmm. or more, more so the people where you go like, um, Hey, take those 10 boxes, move them from there over to there. And they go, okay. And then you go, I'm going to go on a lunch run. And then you go on a lunch run and then you come back an hour later and the boxes are still sitting where they're sitting. And then you go, what's up with the boxes? And they go, oh, I, I was, I was working on something else. It's like, why do you not get that part where yeah. you want the guy to come back and then see that this stuff has been done? It's kind of, eh, maybe it's a little that dog don't hunt, but um, I'm so excited to get that goddamn 510 sprayed so we can start hanging all those beautiful bits and pieces on it, you know, because yeah. it's, it's got so many cool bespoke kind of one-off components that go on it, just the engine bay and the fuel right. cell and, and just the, all the trick stuff Brock would do, just kind of the cool one-off stuff, the hopper tanks, the catch tanks, breather things, you know, uh, fuel, I guess fuel pressure gauge in the back uh, of, yeah. of where the trunk is, but yeah, outside the, the car, like just all these little kind of trick little custom mm-hmm. things that add up to set it apart from other cars of the era. Yeah, all the all the test fitting and and fabrication of stuff is is cool and you can see the craftsmanship that the ideas that Brock had and all the cool stuff that that Sean's been able to fabricate and reproduce. But you're right, when it comes to final assembly, that's the beautiful part, right? Is is it's got the paint on and then, you know, then this is going in and that's and, going in and gauges are going and in. There's more done in three days than you saw in the last two years. Yeah. When you finally get freed up to start putting final assembly. So you uh went out and did a uh, Bronco test drive? Yeah, well, Bronco Sport. So uh, a lot of SUVs are 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 hitting the market, of course. As Americans, everybody loves SUVs. You and I actually spoke about SUVs recently. What's out there? What's good? What's new? And there, this week alone, there's been uh, Acura MDX has announced uh-huh. Nissan Armada, mm-hmm. Nissan Kicks, uh, and I think uh, uh, RDX was uh, Acura was was released recently as well. But Ford Bronco Sport. So we have – this is the baby Bronco. Mm-hmm. And then the full-size Bronco is coming out soon. Actually, production on that has been delayed. We haven't done a drive event or anything for that yet. Obviously, they wanted people to get hyped up about Bronco Sport. So mm-hmm. uh, we drove about an hour and a half out of uh, out of L.A., got up into the, into the mountains. And they had a bunch of Bronco Sports there, um, eight of them or so. Four with the smaller engine, the 1.5 liter, 181 horsepower, four cylinder, and then some. One with, five. Yeah. One yeah, is it, five. Is it four cylinder? It's got to be four. Matt, how dare you ask if it's a one five six cylinder? No, no, no. I was going to say three. 
<laughs> well, that would make sense because one five is an odd number. It's it's always one six, one eight, yeah. one four. You know, one five is a weird displacement, and maybe there is a three. Maybe they've torn a page, a performance page from the Geo Metro. It is. It's an inline three for the one five, or you can get the two liter straight four. Now, Max Zapata. <laughs> Remember me going one five, yeah. one five. <laughs> that That's is, weird. Yeah, it's mere moments ago. Right? Yeah, earlier today, same <laughs> yeah. day, same, same day. Yeah, just... <laughs> so whenever I stop and go, "That's weird," I there's usually a, an explanation. And, and I the, have an explanation. When's the when's the last time? <laughs> when's the last time Ford did something with three cylinders? Ever? I mean, uh... in the United States. Yeah, I was going to say, in the United States, I'm not sure. Well, that's a weird one. 1.5 liter turbocharged three-cylinder. It's 181 horsepower and 190 pound-feet of torque. Wow, that is that is healthy horsepower and, and torque, 180, 190, 181, whatever. That's healthy for 1.5 in a three-cylinder. That's yeah. good. Wow. And then their two-liter... Uh, turbo four is two forty five horsepower, two seventy five pound feet of torque. It, the torque is really what's going to make the difference here. But uh, and what's bo- the torque on the two? Two seventy five versus one ninety four three. Well, that's a bump. Uh, that's a big bump. Um, they both have eight speed transmissions. Wow, automatic. Automatic. Uh, Are they going to offer anything in a manual? They they. Think maybe the small engine could get a manual. I don't know if it's going to be in the Bronco Sport, but there was talk of a manual in the full size Bronco with the small engine, which whatever mm. their small engine is. What would you rather drive right now, Geo Metro <laughs> or Geo Storm? Geo Metro or Storm? <sighs> the Storm was kind of the little SUV. Little, yeah, I've, I've little, got little. Samurai. I've got fighter. bad visions of the Metro because uh, I knew a guy that like used to get really high and deliver pizzas in like a yellow Metro convertible. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't know how he and a pizza fit in that thing at the same right. time. And I just hated that car. I don't even know what a Storm is, but I'm going to go with Geo. Find me a picture Storm. of a Geo Storm, and then <laughs> what was Chevy's three cylinder? They had a. They literally had a four-door three-cylinder. I think I had a roommate who had one back when I was working. Uh, oh, is that a Storm? Oh, that's way better than a Metro. Sign oh, me up for sorry. Storm all I, You know long. what? I, I was thinking about a. I think I was talking about. I think I was thinking about a sidekick. Find me a. Sign me up. Find me a sidekick. Yeah, Google terrible cars. <laughs> uh, the Chevy had the three cylinder. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, the, oh, side the sidekick. Kick. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Yeah. So you're saying Metro or sidekick? <clears throat> Probably still sidekick. <laughs> Does Suzuki make the sidekick or is that yeah, you? Suzuki? Yeah, I meant sidekick. I'm yeah. sorry. You go with the sidekick. I'd probably go sidekick. Chevy. Uh, type in uh, Chevy. Geo Metro, was it a Chevy Metro? Was there some sort of crossover thing? Chevy three cylinder? There's a tracker, a prism. Maybe prism? tracker. That that tracker I think looked like the Suzuki, didn't it? Yeah, that's that's oh yeah. yeah. Dude, show me the prism. The tracker. Maybe it was the prism. God, there's so many God. 
Not everything was a hit back then. No, but you know, my kids are fourteen. When they're when they're sixteen, now do three cylinder Chevy nineties or something. My kids, <laughs> two years from now, every single car they'll have to pick from will all be good. Yeah. There were so many fucking stinkers back then. Listen, before the big bailout of all these car companies, uh, it was like the chairman of GM. He was like, we can't do the way we used to do it. We used to release 23 new models. If uh, seven of them were a hit, we, we'd make money. He's like, now they've all got to be good. We can't do 23 models. We got to do a lot less. We got to right. get rid of brands, you know, and, uh, and, and they all got to be good. So <laughs> Chevy, God damn it. I remember my three cylinder Chevy. There's, there's, there's only one. There's not. Well, that that's the Geo Metro. Was it? The, oh, so the Chevy three cylinder the Sprint, and then became the Geo Metro. Oh, okay. So Geo Metro is the Chevy. Yeah, because they're they're the same car. Sometimes Mitsubishi and and, and Dodge, Dodge would do yeah, like they, they do yeah. a stealth. Like there'd be some weird crossover. But what is Geo then? Is that a division of Chevy? Anyway, my roommate had one, four doors, three cylinder. I was like, this car has more doors than cylinders. <laughs> yeah, that's With, true. Your ratio is all off. What yeah. you want is two doors and 12 cylinders. Yeah. You don't want your four roommate doors, could not afford two and doors three and cylinders. cylinders. I don't care what it was. <laughs> no, she could not. The Geo was a uh, was the were the small cars and SUVs marketed by General Motors as a subdivision of Chevy. Ah, okay. Well, now now it all makes sense. That's why they're all junk. But uh, so they worked it out. They got a three cylinder. It's it's five hundred cc's per cylinder, and they add one on. They get to a two liter from a one five and the three to a four with a two liter displacement and uh and they're getting some good performance out of those are they yeah they're not going to offer the six cylinder in the not in the bronco sport these are the engine options but we went out and the event they planned had us use all of the different terrain settings they call it goat go over any terrain Mm -hmm. and uh you know there's a there's hell descent and rock climbing and 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 sand and slippery and the group of mix and match, you know, four of the uh, small engine and three of the – or four of the two-liter engine, everybody did the same course. So mm-hmm. the capabilities of the truck are largely the same. The larger engine came in more equipped uh, vehicles and they had a little bit more ground clearance mm-hmm. and front camera. Uh, so they obviously had a few more features in it. But for the most part – they're both pretty capable, but here's my thing is there wasn't a drastic difference in fuel economy between the two vehicles. So my thought was – How did you figure that out? They they gave us the numbers. They gave us the spec sheets. Yeah, I and, assume they did, yeah. And uh, you know, just not enough of a difference for me to really skew. Like if you want – if you're just looking for a nice, comfortable SUV that you can – go hiking and camping or something on the weekends, then then price is the issue. Then get the 1.8 or the 1.5 liter and- 1.5? And, and then, uh, but uh, the two liter engine, that extra power for me was 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 the way to go. It's As soon as you get off the dirt and you get onto the freeway and you're trying to merge into traffic, you're like, I, I kind of want the, the extra power for that. Well, this isn't pure science, but- 
you know, you can get bad mileage on a good mileage car because if it's underpowered and you're just mashing down the accelerator all the time, then you're just driving it harder and you're using up more fuel. So there's a kind of diminishing return thing. I think there was a study or story, I don't know, it was 20 years old or something, but, you know, a Corvette got better mileage at 65 miles an hour than a VW Jetta or something, and it's because... uh aerodynamics and yep. you're not working that hard that's but- right it's it's not using a lot of power to move it actually uh just recently um this uh this same thing sort of came up was acura released their new mdx this is their three row you know large suv and they experimented with going with the smaller like uh uh, uh something tech engine mm-hmm and they decided, you know what, having the smaller engine move around the bigger vehicle ended up not being more fuel efficient. So they just kept the 3.5 liter V6 that makes 290 horsepower. Going to like a two liter turbo engine just didn't make make sense. Yeah, one of my sincere and kind of stupid thoughts when I was a kid, I used to be a bit of an inventor. I think all kids most young boys have, a, I'm going to invent this and I'm going to invent that, you know, and I, these ideas that you think are good. And obviously you're nine and somebody should have worked it out. But I was around when I was a young guy, I was there for the whole OPEC embargo and fuel shortage and all. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about mileage, mileage, mileage. And I was always like, you know, we drove a, we drove a VW bug everywhere we also had a uh, uh oh speaking of uh this we had a uh a metro a nash i think a nash ret metro can look that car up that's the funky two-tone everyone always paints them pink and white or blue and white yeah stupid little yakety yak car <laughs> fucking little piece of shit that yeah yeah it's 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 a little nash uh, it, anyway we had one of those i think the uh the hot wheels guy uh yes with his yes. nash hole yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and we had uh and we had a uh we had a vw bugs we always just had little shitty vws but when i was eight i was like i don't get why you wouldn't take a Cadillac and just put the VW engine in it. Because to me, the VW got 30 miles to the gallon, the Cadillac gets 11. Yeah. Just take that engine and put into that. Of course, my parents were too fucking lazy and lame to ever like just explain, like, well, there's a weight thing and yeah. it's not going to work. And it's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> or or nothing, but yeah. the point is, is I I would I would Go carve tell it to someone who cares. <laughs> I would carve out sixty seconds and tell Sonny why that was a bad idea, yeah, <laughs> or how that wouldn't work. No, that's a good idea, but here's why it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was one of my earlier thoughts: just put the little engine in the big car and then get the good mileage. But if you do an extreme version of that. VW in the Cadillac circa 1973, you realize how preposterous that is, but there's a modern day version of it. The engine's too small for the the weight of the vehicle. So uh, Bronco's good. Orders 
Broncos good. Broncos sport is good. It's a it's a really uh, it's a it's a good looking fun small SUV that has much more capability than you would expect. It's based on the Ford Escape platform, but if you just want the city dweller, you're never going to do anything with it. Escape is fine, but this thing is actually shorter and narrower, but taller um, and. They've teamed up between the Ford aftermarket, their performance parts, and the companies they work with for all kinds of roof racks and tire racks and all this other stuff. There's over 100 accessories available for it already, and including, which they showed us, was you could fit two mountain bikes in the back fully enclosed in the cargo area. You put the seats down. You can get the whatever, the aftermarket track, you pop the front wheels off, and then you can fit two mountain bikes in there. You don't need to drag it off the back of the the vehicle or put it up on the roof. You can you can fit them in there. So it's it's it was very cool. It's uh it's very nice. I'm excited to get into the full size Bronco. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I'm going to drive the Mustang Mach E, the electric vehicle. Oh really? And nah, uh, we'll see how nah. that works. Man, innovation, man. God bless Ford, rolling along. Yeah, um, and we're going to see those uh, Broncos all over. They Los are. Angeles. They had one there. They had the full size Bronco, the two door there with the big, you know, the big. I I don't know, Badlands edition or something. The big tires and stuff on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, no one's. I mean, not no one. I mean, a lot of people are going to take them off road, but just not in this town. <laughs> right. All right. Why don't you hit your uh, Dodge? Yeah, so we all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, and now Dodge is ranked number one in initial quality by J.D. Power. J.D. Power also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass market brands. They're number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand ran away with both awards in the same year. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder Dodge is taking up all the awards. Well, there's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com for more information. All right. You can go to uh, carcastshow.com and find the the pictures of those uh, Broncos and uh, the 510 and all the other stuff. I'm going to be in Maples, sorry, Naples, Florida, off the Hook Comedy Club. That'll be January 16th and 17th, doing live podcasts and stand up there as well. Burbank Pickwick Bowl, January 23rd, doing a drive-in show and a car show, and uh, you can come check that out. Oklahoma City, uh, Bricktown Comedy Club, February 26th, 27th, doing a live podcast, stand up there as well. What do you got, uh, Motorator? Well, like I said, uh, I'm going to post some more f- pictures and videos of the McLarens on my social media, hopefully Mustang Mach-E as well. I'll go grab a picture of that uh, 510 and post that up as well. So if you don't check it out on the website, check it out at, at Motorator. So till next time, Santa Crow for Matt the Motorator, DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.
Geico. Maybe you own your home or you rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Ready to get away from it all? Free yourself with Pluto TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No contracts, no subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android or iPhone and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free.